For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, people, we got 50 days till football, 50 days till kickoff. So we're getting excited here. We're getting fired up. We're going to keep pumping the content out for you guys. Now, we still have some best ball spots we need to fill. So holler at us if you want to get into that and follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter. You guys can find us all on there, so I'm not going to read out the names, except for Josh has a silly one. So be careful typing that one in (laughs) now. I want to I want to have a huge shout out to the Cam Akers owners out there. We have all been there. We have all felt your pain. It sucks, but it happens. It absolutely happens. He's out for the season with a torn Achilles, and man, it's the worst feeling ever. But you can recover from it. Start making trades. Send some feelers out. Get the team rebuilt. It's not the end of the road for you. You can keep going. And if you are someone who does not have Cam Akers, capitalize on the freak out there's always a freak out you can always capitalize on it send those trades out you might be able to get some someone really good on your team so that's all i have for you guys to start off i am here with joss hall and billy what's up boys it's going hey. good hey i'm joss uh nice to talk to you guys it's josh hall <laughs> there's two h's my name starts and ends with it's fine whatever we'll get past that again um one day we'll actually uh get, get past that completely but until then i don't think we will i'm gonna um, keep bringing it up legendary so i don't want to kick a horse while he's down because nobody likes an injury or whatever but this was my problem from the get-go i've talked about acres this has nothing to do with his health obviously this just last week too which is kind no, of funny i know i bought we, we oh, literally I put the, oh my we god episode wow. last week oh shit did we make a bet on that by the way we did not there was oh, no shit. bet made on that it was tracer and that you all made no a very fireball. specific bet on that's fine i shouldn't have made a bet on i don't want to capitalize off injury anyway so but these fireball bets are we just going to get together at the end of the year and do a podcast where we pretty much just on all of them yeah when on a future day. I'll recap what all of the fireball shots are on Especially before the season starts. separate podcast so we can um, know what to look for. Anyway, my logic was, was he was drafted way too high. Obviously, that point's moot now, and it's completely gone. But that 15 for a guy, we had a conversation between the three of us where he's the pass catching back. He caught 11 passes in the season and then like four in the playoffs. So he was not the pass catching back. Yes, he would have had more options because obviously he's going to be the starter, but – Daryl Henderson was still there, and I, this is my, brings me to my point, is everybody just assumes the Rams' run game is dead. And obviously, they're going to probably add someone in there. They got Funk. 
And, They're signing uh, Duke Johnson, and he's catching 80 fucking balls. I'm just saying, don't freak out. Daryl Henderson is still valuable, although he's going to get drafted a lot higher than what he actually has actually yeah, Do is. not buy Daryl Henderson right now, the, especially dynasty-wise. Do not do it. Don't trade for him, but, I mean, redraft leagues in three three months or, sorry, three weeks, whenever you start drafting, I mean, I, I'm okay with it. I, I grab him. You're grabbing him at the end. You're grabbing him where you're getting Gaskin. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. getting him as your third running back, maybe fourth. I mean, I, I maybe not fourth. That'd be, yeah. that'd be pretty heavy. But, yeah, the third running back, I'd take him. I'd take the shot on him. I, I personally like Henderson. He, him and Akers kind of had the same thing. They, they only had, like, one year to actually kind of play. Obviously, Akers was – uh, a rookie last year but i don't know just don't don't hate on henderson he's he's not as bad as people think yeah don't celebrate injuries people saw too many that people on hard. twitter too many people on twitter were a little too happy about this and I, it gets uncomfortable when you start doing shit like that so karma please, is um, a bitch please do not start injury. celebrating because it's gonna wanna... happen to you and that's just it's not it's not and like, that's a real human being so that shit's fucked up Exactly. Physically, someone's going to come and tear your ACL when you cheer on injuries. Uh, me, me and Joe watched uh, a, a week of football one time, and it was twelve to three, and there was seven to nine to forty-five like bad injuries throughout the. We left Buffalo Wild Wings that day, and no, no one. We were we were somber, like it was fucking rough, I was, man. I was drinking beer not out of celebration. It was just a number paint. for your homies at the bar. Yeah. No, it was oh. sad, man. Le'Veon Bell towards ACL, and often like two or three offensive linemen, def- defensive linemen got injured. Like some other wide receivers, a quarterback went down. Like it was just an ugly day of football. Like nobody wants to see that. Like that. Don't don't be happy when someone gets injured, even if you're playing against them. Like I hate losing by an injury. Like nobody wants to win by injury. I mean, obviously everyone wants to win fantasy football, but not at that point. I mean, nobody right. wants a human being to be injured. So. Not at all. Don't be a dick. There we Don't go. be a dick. I actually bought a sign in Michigan that says that, and I'm yep. hanging it up at work. Sponsored by Offensive Points. Dude, uh, right. by the way, I, I want to run something by you. Sure. How fucking crazy would it be to buy Cam Akers in Dynasty right now? It's not. I mean, you do it all the time. We'll, we'll you talk about this in place. the five points, but I have a very specific point about that okay. idea. So we will circle, we will circle back to that. Believe me, I have exactly that question. Wait, Cam Akers, this isn't our news points. No, we're just, we're just talking (laughs) here and just a couple of guys shooting the shit. I was kidding, obviously, because it was news. There wasn't that much news that happened. There was, but there wasn't that much. Fair enough. Also, congrats to the Bucks for winning the NBA championship. Oh, dude, Giannis that was fucking amazing last night. I don't know if y'all watched it. Whatever, but... y'all were saying y'all wanted the Suns to win. I did I want the Suns, the Suns to win because of Chris but... Paul. But also, Giannis just put up an all-time performance, like fucking dude, legendary performance. Did you see the so... chicken nugget thing, the Chick Fil A. Yes. Oh, yeah. fuck yeah, fifty, yeah. not forty-nine, not forty-nine. <laughs> Do you think he intentionally missed the second free throw just to keep it at a clean fifty, not to get fifty-one? Uh, he was making free throws all day, man. It was like 17 for 18. I know, but he hit the first one, got to 50, and then it kind of looked like he might have just not tried to get that second one so that he could have it at a clean 50. And I, I think that's badass. I think he was thinking about Chick-fil-A while he shot the second one. I, like, I got a great video for tomorrow. I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> Dude, that Deer District looked insane. 65,000 people they were talking about. That's That was wild to look at after the past year we had. So... All right, let's get on to our division preview. One of our 
people in this uh, Zoom right now has a Eagles shirt on. So I guess we're doing the <laughs> NFC East this week. Um, this division was bad as fuck last year. Let's not bad ass. It, oh, well, no, bad, just bad. Yeah, it was just it was just horrible. So Washington ends up winning it. So, weirdly, I don't think anybody saw that coming, but somebody had to win it because it didn't seem like anybody wanted to. Well, they're welcome. Yeah, they're, yeah, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Um, but first, we're gonna start off in Dallas. Um, Joe, take All us right. to the DFW. Call it America's team. Call it the most hated team in sports. I I don't know what you want to call it. Um, I'm very excited for this uh, for this team this year. Um, they're gonna find a way to fuck it up and not win a Super Bowl. But um, I'm very excited for fantasy purposes. Jerry Jones is already dropping f bombs on national television, which is fucking awesome. He's fired on, up on for this brand. Year. So side note, real quick, he said he would do anything humanly possible to win a Super Bowl. Um, do you think he has a limit on that? Uh, except for win more than nine games. I would, Mike Vrabel said a couple years ago he would cut off his penis if they won the title. So I, you know, seen and heard it all. So I'm Glad not putting they, anything Glad past anybody. Did. What do you think I Jerry know. Jones's limit would be? I don't, I don't know, but he he will do something crazy if they win the title because he needs to win one so that it doesn't look like Jimmy Johnson was the only reason that he won his titles. Yeah, he was also all choked up talking about that today. Um, but anyway, uh, Dak is back, ladies and gentlemen. This is awesome. He is a crazy value right now as far as quarterbacks go. Um, I could easily see him being the top quarterback this year. The dude was on pace for just under 6,000 yards last year, and uh, that's absolutely insane. Um, there, Zeke's back. He's healthy. He Remember, he was fighting COVID going into the season last year. He had a couple ailments going in. But um, Zeke's back. The offensive line, they're returning it, as Josh probably has on hand already. They are the number six-ranked line. They've got all their guys coming back, not even to mention these wide receivers. So before I get into those, um, Tony Pollard, obviously a very valuable handcuff. Billy, do you want to expand on that at all? Tony Pollard is probably top three handcuff in the <laughs> NFL right now in, in- are you going to let me finish my sentence or are you just going to start cracking up? I uh, just, the water went down. In non split backfields. Like if it's, it's backfields where like there's a clear workhorse and then there's a clear person behind them. So like Travis Etienne and James Robinson, that doesn't count. Javante and Melvin Gordon, that doesn't count. Like I'm talking about clear starter, next man up. I think Tony Pollard's in the top three there. I do think that could be a winner. And the more best ball drafts I do, the more I am taking him where he's going right now, just on the off chance. I've also been getting a lot of Chubba. That, uh, Chubba that's kind Hubba. of been my backup plan very late. Yeah, a lot of people don't think he's going to be the backup, but I don't see how he's not going to be the backup. I mean, why would they draft him that early to not use him as the backup? By the way, go play underdog. It's awesome. You can do a draft in 30 it minutes. Awesome. Three bucks. It's awesome. <laughs> Love underdog. So let me get into these wide receivers here. Yeah. Amari Cooper was the number one fancy wide receiver in the four games that Dak played. I'm not going to count the fifth game because obviously he was injured pretty early. So he was on pace for 148 receptions and over 1600 yards last year. That's uh that's easily top 10 right there. Um, I still think you're getting a hell of a value on him where he is going right now. People are very scared off about Lamb being the number one. Billy and I were talking about this. Josh, you might have been in. I do agree. We're probably a year off from seeing Lamb really overtake this uh, wide receiver core. 
but it's coming. The dude's freaking awesome. If you're in Dynasty, go make a trade for him right now. Then you get into Michael Gallup, who I believe is playing for his future elsewhere. Um, he's a really good best ball pick, I think. He does have those monster games. Um, if one of those receivers were to get hurt, he's easily going to slide in and have a phenomenal year. And then my boy, Simi Fajoko, I had to throw it in there. Stash him in Dynasty so when Gallup leaves next year. I'm assuming he does. I think you'll have a lot of uh, lot of value there. So Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz, between the two of those, I think it's going to be Jarwin for sure. He showed the most talent last year, but I don't think he is necessarily going to be the top dog. I think you're going to see Schultz sprinkled in there as well. Now, the defense. So Dan Quinn coming over from Atlanta. He's bringing Keanu Neal and Devontae Kazee with him. Neil will surprisingly play linebacker this year, and that is where his depth will be, and Kazee will slide into the free safety spot. That leaves my mega IDP sleeper of the year, Donovan Wilson, at strong safety. We know Dan Quinn's safety is really – or system is very safe, safety-friendly. Uh, I think – I mean, I honestly dropped him earlier this year in a league because I didn't have space for him, and then I picked him right back up. So he's essentially free right now or uh, very cheap via trade. So I would definitely jump into that. Now, the linebackers. So Leighton Vander Esch is now going to slide back over to the weak side, which should get him back to his 2019 production. I think he's going to see less snaps, which is probably good for his health. Michael Parsons, the absolute stud of the linebacker draft, takes over the middle. And someone on Good Morning Football said he will have a Von Miller effect on this defense here on that one. I'm not ready to coin that there but i could see him being extremely successful in that middle linebacker spot and in my eyes jalen smith is the odd man out here he uh i don't think he's lived quite up to his draft hype and he got some uh, bad press from the coaches last year i think he will lose some of those snaps right there because they added parsons and keanu neal will provide linebacker depth to it so all in all it's a pretty solid core of linebackers right there um on that one so Demarcus Lawrence should have a big year, and if Randy Gregory comes back and actually gets his head on straight, I think another full year and a full offseason with this team, he could really step up. He did have three and a half sacks last year, so if he can provide the other, you know, the other end to Demarcus Lawrence, I could see this defense being a lot better than it was last year. Everything is going to funnel through the middle. That's what Dan Quinn likes to do. So those safeties, those linebackers, I think uh, we're in for a treat on that one as far as IDP goes. So all in all, I'm very excited about this team. But uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, you ran through it all. I kept wanting (laughs) to jump in, but like I didn't know when. No, I liked it. No, it was very precise, too. It wasn't really a... The only thing I will say is I never saw Micah Parsons as a Von Miller-esque. So I feel like that comparison's a little hopeful. Is what I'll yeah. call it. No, I'm not ready to coin that at all. But no, I I'm not that, either. I, I mean, like, I huh. get that we, uh, you know, we have to make comparisons from rookies to established Super Bowl MVP players, but he's basically Tyreek. You know, exactly. did you see his forty speed? He's Tyreek. <laughs> he's the Tyreek Hill of linebackers. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I I liked every everything you said there. Um, I think CD will be the number one wide receiver on this team. Mari Cooper sees the two. Michael Gallup is the three. If there's a single injury on there, any of those other wide receivers should hop up into wide receiver two territory, whichever one's the odd man out. Um, right now it's Gallup, but 
who knows? Gallup will hop up there if if anybody's out. And I like your semi Fahoko sleeper. I don't really feel like he's gonna be a sleeper. I think he's just gonna be a late round steal for people at this point. Especially I'm dying on that hill. Um, so I, I don't necessarily disagree with anything you say. Um, it's the Cowboys, so they're gonna win nine games. So that's I mean, I mean they they have the talent. We all know on paper they have the talent to win like 14 games. Yep. They they won't because they're the Cowboys and they implode. But my thing about C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper is I think C.D. Lamb is the better fantasy player. I think Amari Cooper is going to obviously have those big 30-point games and big explosive games, especially if you have extra or long touchdown points or any bonus points in your league. I think Amari Cooper is great to have. I love where they're both being drafted, like at the 11-12 wide receiver, because that's where they both should be. C.D. Lamb's going to be like a consistent 15 to 20 every game, maybe with a blow-up game here and there. But I feel like his floor is like 10. And I feel like Amari Cooper's floor, as we all know, and anyone who's ever owned Amari Cooper, is zero. Like, there are games where he's going to have zero. But he's obviously going to make up for it in the long run. I mean, it's just, I hate having the Brandon Cooks who get the zero, and then you sit him, and then they get 30 on the bench. So um, that'd be the only thing I disagree with. I think CeeDee Lamb is the true number one fantasy-wise. Um because of that because i think he's going to have more of that consistency and i really like where gallup's value is right now at like wide receiver 35 or something like that maybe even further down the board oh 43 so yeah i i like all three of the wide receivers are like honestly this whole team is fantasy relevant other than blake jarwin i think we tried to make blake jarwin happen and it just isn't yeah he, he might be good who knows he's I a mean, good he's a good stat he was injured like, last year so i mean him i think like back, six to knows? ten is a good range for him on on tight end i think he'll fall in there mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 60, so I think I'm thinking 10. twelve. I'm thinking twelve yeah. to thirteen. But man, and I, at six dude, to ten points a game, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Six thousand yards, man. He could. Yeah, I was about to say he yeah. could. He could skate up there. Um, can Jerry Jones let uh fucking C D Lamb have the number he wants instead of forcing him to take eighty eight? By the way, he's supposed to be the next Michael Irvin, man. He wants to be number two, and Jerry Jones is forcing him to be eighty eight. That's crazy. Well, they you know, Lamb played like eighty-five percent of his snaps out of the slot last year. He did that's freaking amazing. We love we love tall slot guys, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was not. He's not a slot receiver, but I applaud them for using an overqualified slot receiver. I mean, Landry obviously kind of is a slot receiver, but like he's been used both ways, and it's just. I mean. It, you can, when you're that talented, you can utilize, you can be in the slot and be fine. I mean, he's, he's going to end right. up. Michael Thomas, 2019. Well, exactly. Uh-huh. He, he's an outside receiver that's playing in the slot because that's just where they needed a player to play. But yeah, it's good. No, this is a good team. Solid team. I don't, I don't have any, yeah, nothing bad to say about this. You want the over under? Yeah. I do. Look, looking at nine games. Josh nailed Man. it. Man. <laughs> NFC East, dude. I'm telling you, they're gonna all get low. I didn't even look at them beforehand because I just knew that everyone's gonna be like nine, eight, nine. This eight, is the eight, highest. Uh, I assumed. Um, but I, I honestly I love the NFC East for betting purposes. Even I, I I would take this bet as an Eagles fan because the Cowboys can easily win more than nine games, but you know that they just happen to suck sometimes. And like last year, everyone saw what happened. If they had an okay defense last season, they win more than nine games. I think the defense, I think Dan Quinn's really going to help them out this year. I think yeah. they're really going to solidify that unit. I mean, Dan Quinn was amazing when he was in Seattle coaching defense. So he it, just it, can't have that much shit on his plate when he's the head coach and he's got to worry about offense exactly. and defense and, and all that shit. So I know that corner has been a problem for them over the years. So, I mean, yeah, corner is kind of rough. 
They didn't really they seem to address that much good last year. Yeah, but I got the two rookies now too. So Joe, hit us with the schedule if you can. All right, so we got Tampa Bay Week One. Yikes. We got L.A. Chargers Week Two, Philadelphia, Carolina, New York Giants, New England, Minnesota, Denver, Atlanta, Kansas City, Las Vegas, New Orleans, Washington, New York Giants, Washington, Arizona, and Philly to close it out. Damn, there's about, nine, a, there's about nine or ten in there. Oh yeah, that's that's tough though. They got a lot of those. It's like, it's not a cakewalk. No, it's, it's not. not a cakewalk. It's going to be definitely right at nine or ten. I mean, they're not playing Tampa Bay Chiefs like all the elite teams, but they're playing all those. Well, they like, are playing both range. Tampa Bay and the Chiefs. But well, I'm just I I, I was thinking more hypothetical, <laughs> but it's Fair not enough. like it's not like the top eight teams in the league. They're playing like a bunch of those mid range mid range teams, like the Patriots. Like that could be a trap game. Like uh, I just. That Chargers game is going to be a good one. I dude, that as soon as you said that, I perked up. I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's going to be fun." That's week two. That's exciting. That's I like the Minnesota one too. Just, that'll be a good one. Just marking that down now because that'll be a lot of fun. Well, I feel like Dallas is probably who we might have winning the division, but we'll see. We got a couple more teams to get through. Um, I can tell you who it won't be. It won't be Washington because the NFC East never has repeat winners. All right. Well, fair enough. Is there anyway, a win on that? Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, it goes back to like 2001 or something like that. It's Jesus. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, wow. no, it's, it's a ridiculous that they say it every year. I don't, I don't ever actually pay attention to it, but they say it every year. Oh, there's no way that all oh, they they continue to have this this thing where the NFC never has the same winner. That's crazy. All right, Josh, let's let's do some uh, let's do some Philly. Let's do some news. All right, so this is my thing about the Eagles. Everyone forgets. Not that they won the Super Bowl, but that they've been a relatively elite team for many years. Um, yes, this is a completely different team. Uh, things have changed, but they had a bad year last year. Everyone, get over it. Every team has bad years. We had no offensive line. We had out the, the remnants and the skeletons of Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson at wide receiver. They drafted the Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith, who, once again, I'm smashing the over on anything that they're putting out for him right now. He is being drafted currently way too fucking low uh, at 39 wide receiver, 39 Curtis Samuel, the second Washington, maybe even the third Washington receiver is above him. Will Fuller for Miami is above him when Miami has like five wide receivers. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, who I love, but is just not statistically there. Brandon cooks, Robbie Anderson, Debo Samuel, Jerry Judy. I do love Jerry Judy, but he's a rookie. Yes, I get it. But there is a, uh, a lot of targets that are going to go to him. And Jalen Hurts has got something to prove right now that he is the guy because this is his make or break year. Once again, smashing the over on Jalen Hurts. He might not be the best quarterback and he might not be the best suited to take over the Eagles because he's a little guy and he's a mobile quarterback. But that dude is about to have like 600 something rushing yards and a bunch of touchdowns to go with it. And God knows how many passing yards. So just keep quit quit with the recency bias and remember that the Eagles are actually a good team. I know that everyone hates the Eagles for whatever reason, which is fine. I don't care. Uh, just letting you know that Jalen hurts Devonta Smith, that combo is real. If you get them in fantasy, that could be a winner for you and you get them late. You're not getting them. You're not spending anything early on them. That's those are all just random dart throws. You're throwing in the seventh, eighth round. Anyway, uh, Jalen Rager, I'm excited about him. And I think that that could be a stash late round. Um, I think everyone like saw Justin Jefferson go off and uh, these other wide receivers go off around him. Ayuk even. Um, but Rager, I think has something to prove as well. He's been put, he's been putting the work in. I've seen a lot of stuff coming out of him where he said, 
he was not ready last year to be the number one guy. And he was kind of embarrassed basically of seeing uh, Justin Jefferson just smash him uh, from all angles. So just letting you know, um, Miles Sanders, I absolutely love this guy. I fin- I love him so much. I'm terrified of him this year. The Eagles don't know what they're doing. They never seem to give him the carries that he deserves. When given the carries, it's fine, and he does great. Um, Boston Scott, they keep trying to make him the new Darren Sproles, which he never has been. Um, I, I like Boston Scott, but he's had a couple good plays, kind of a flash in the pan. I love the signing of Carrion Johnson but not for the Eagles. I just would have liked that on another team because I think Carrion Johnson has a lot of talent. And then, of course, they drafted Kenneth Gainwell. So weird, crowded backfield. I love Jordan Sanders. Howard, dude. Jordan Howard. And Jordan, Jordan Howard's a cut candidate, unfortunately, but no, uh, he is on he the team be. still. He is on the team still. I mean, it's just there's just so many. And then there's three other running backs. They got Elijah Holyfield, which is Evander Holyfield's son, which is pretty badass, but uh, he's been on the practice squad a couple, last year, couple years. Just saying, I'm not saying don't draft Miles Sanders. I'm saying I'm thinking about not drafting Miles Sanders this year for once. But anyway, uh, Zach Ertz is still there. Um, and news came out today. We'll talk about it later. Uh, he is still there. Uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard right now, is, especially if Zach Ertz is still on the roster when your fantasy draft happens, are both phenomenal steals at, uh, at for drafting because you're going to get them in the as the like 11, 10, 12 uh, tight end off the board. And if Zach Ertz gets traded, both of them immediately boost because I imagine Zach Hertz goes to a team, which I've talked about all the teams that I think he should go to. Uh, he'll go to a team that actually is needed and he's still good. I know everybody thinks, Oh, he had a bad year, but that man is one year removed from 800 yards and like 80 catches. So uh, anyway, defense uh, you're going to draft Brandon Graham. You're not going to feel great about it. He's like the 11th defensive lineman off the board. Uh, Singleton's probably my most excited defensive player. The Eagles defense, uh, has been trash for many years. Um, obviously Darius Slay is phenomenal, but he's not a fantasy scorer. Um, but Singleton is probably your number one guy you're grabbing off the Eagles that you're feeling happy about. Uh, I think he's like currently like the 10th or 11th linebacker off the board right now. Um, I love him. I got him from Joe in, in a league. I'm hoping he's the guy. We haven't had a linebacker there since Jordan Hicks, which he's in trouble at Arizona. So maybe he's coming home. I don't know. Um, anyway, other than that, there's some good sleepers there. Anthony Harris, you could probably grab off the waiver wire in the middle of the season, um, which could be actually pretty interesting because he's going to take over that Malcolm Jenkins role. Um, so, yeah, here it is. That defense is disgusting. It's trash. You, you're tr- you're, you're trying to make it sound Singleton. good. No, no, no. Singleton is your guy. That's your guy. What about Eric Wilson? I like Eric Wilson. But... I like both of those guys, but I they're not going to, they would not be my first linebacker probably i don't even know if it'd be my no, no, second no. i i could see singleton being the second there but you don't want you don't want to grab him as your number one you're not feeling confident if he's your number one no why is it is ryan kerrigan not gonna start i felt like he signed there for that reason well even last year with washington what he was doing was so the eagles do this thing where they have four defensive ends and they rotate them uh, and they like do different teams package. of them basically yeah situation which yeah. is honestly really cool we always we've always had like seven or eight off defensive line um but yeah, Kerrigan, even in Washington, was just kind of a rotational player. He came in, kept him fresh. I mean, he's like 32 years old. Like, he's an old guy. But I am really excited about him, especially against Washington. That's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they're... Davian Taylor play last year? Uh, Davian Taylor did play some special teams and a little bit later in the year, but it wasn't great. Also, Kayvon Wallace, I thought, was going to be the safety to step in and be the next, like, Dawkins, McLeod, Jenkins 
uh, he was not that such. He looked like trash on special teams and um, actually playing as well. So I, w- I want him to be good, but I- I'm not. I'm not taking. The, I'm not taking. I'm not putting too much stock in the Eagles on defense. I never do. The only thing they ever have is like Brandon Graham, or if you have a defensive tackle spot, Fletcher Cox, and then an occasional linebacker or safety. I mean, even Malcolm Jenkins only got like 80 tackles a year. Okay, so. <sighs> Why are you so confident in this offense? Why are you not confident in this offense? We have the 13th the best offensive line when healthy, which they weren't last year. Um, so we 13th have... is nothing to be like, oh my god, no, they're 13th. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not I'm not excited about it. I didn't say it was great. I'm just saying like the the this the five of them, uh most Andre Dillard has has had like one healthy year of his three. Isaac Sayamalo has been a like career backup, but is also phenomenal. Kelsey Brooks and Lane Johnson have played together forever. So that right side is just phenomenal. And I, I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of rollouts with Jalen hurts. And I think that's what the side that needs to be protected the most, but everyone keeps forgetting that the Eagles have had a nine and seven. This is excluding last year, nine and seven, 2019, nine and seven, the year before 13 and three super bowl, seven and nine, seven and nine, 10 and six, 10 and six, 2012 when Chip Kelly finally fucking left, or I think that was his last year, 4 and 12, 8 and 8, 10 and 6, 11 and 5, 9 and 6, 8 and 8, 10 and 6. We are a winning football team, or at least an average football team. There's I get no- it. I just I just don't think the talent matches that. I mean, maybe they can make I something think- good out of it, but like Hurts, I will I'm willing to give Hurts a chance to prove himself because I think he could be good. He, he showed flashes last season, so I'm not I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Devonte Smith, clear upgrade on anybody they have on that roster. Jalen Rager, we simply don't know. In my opinion, he did not no, show know. very much last season, but we don't know. I'm, I'm excited about him late in. round for redraft leagues. But Travis Fulgham, right. if given the chance, which I think Arcega Whiteside's finally gone, which got him so happy. Well, uh, he he switched to tight end, right? No, no, no. That was Jordan he, Oh, that was Hakeem Butler that switched to tight end. For You're the thinking game. of Jordan Matthews too, who was trying to come back as a tight end. But anyway, Travis we'll Fulgham. See in his like five game stretch was averaging 80 yards, six catches and a touchdown in five straight games. Like I get it. It's even more than that. That would be inconsistent because he didn't do that at the end of the season. But I'm, they, like didn't him, they didn't give him. They didn't give him target. No, no. Well, they, they okay. I mean, that, that's what this is. What I'm saying. We, we simply just don't know. I mean, Alshon you know Jeffrey, from that six, you know Alshon, from the six games that he was in, but he was not playing that the entire season. No, was Alshon he even Jeffrey, playing with Hurts? No, Alshon Jeffrey came back, and they kept putting Alshon Jeffrey in for no reason. That's why I said we were playing with the skeleton of Alshon Jeffrey. That they gave all of his targets and all of his uh, his routes to Alshon Jeffrey. That was the problem. So I think Fulgham is if he actually gets the targets, which he's the big guy on the on the team, so he's gonna get some some jump balls, right? Um, and then also, I think everyone forgets about Greg Ward because he's very forgettable. He's not a very talented guy, but that man catches like whenever he was the only wide receiver on the team, that man was catching eight well, balls. That, a this game was the was problem just... with the, with Philly is like they would, all these guys would have flashes, but then they wouldn't. Oh no, no, I'm not even, I, don't get me wrong. I love Greg Ward. He's not good. He's just, he was there, but Fulgham on the other hand, if you, you guys always like to extrapolate the data. Uh, I, I didn't do that, but I, if you extrapolated the data, I'm sure he'd be well over a thousand yards, well over 10 touchdowns. Like that man had, I just feel like if he was that good, why wouldn't they have left him in? Because they just they were trying to tank. It. I don't know what I don't know what trying they to did. tank. They might have. I don't know. They it looked bad. I'll just say it was. A bad I don't year. know. I just I look at the roster and I just see a bunch of unproven talent. Miles Sanders, I, not proven to me. Zach Ertz. 
Well, Zach like Ertz doesn't count because he's not going to be there at the beginning. Dallas Goddard? Not proven. Well, we'll see. Well, I, I they haven't proven anything right, well, at the time. Well, it's not. It's not their fault. No, no. no while well, we're talking about fireball bets, uh, we're selling them out. I'm just saying, like, they're. I don't. They're not proven yet, so I, I can't say with a definitive. What like, do you they're think for the sure going to be good. Will be this year. I know we're jumping the gun here. Yeah, we are. Um, six and eleven. I will smash the over. Okay. And I will give you seven. I will give you seven. You're going to give me I seven? Will, I will take eight games, and we're doing a fireball bet on this. And you think the Eagles are way better than they are. I think that they're going to be around 500 easily. Eagles over seven, which I appreciate you giving me that extra bonus. You can have the, you can have the game. Seven under seven. All right, yeah. That's, I don't, I'm not worried at all about that. Sounds great. That means if they tie, which we're kings of, seven – Seven wins and that tie gives it to me. Fair you enough. Really, you really think Singleton's better than Eric Wilson? <laughs> I can't. I cannot get over it. I think. I think Singleton has the better opportunity for the tackles. I think Eric Wilson is probably the better player. I think Singleton is going to get more tackles. Fireball bet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Write it down. Is that on tackles? On tackles, just tackles. Singleton more tackle or how many tackles? No, we didn't. We didn't. It's just more. Singleton will have more than more Eric than. Wilson. Oh, more than. Okay, okay, okay. More. He'll just have more. Okay. Eric Wilson had 122 tackles, three sacks, and two fumbles recovered last year. That's fine. I don't feel confident so, about this one. I just wanted to and, and three interceptions. I just want to throw that out there too. Well, Joe, they apparently were tanking at the end of the year, so that's why the stats don't match. Yeah, Singleton stopped tackling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what that's what happened. <laughs> All right. What were they tanking for? Devonta? Uh, yep. They did not they tank for It was weird. It was a weird tank because then they, they traded back they too, traded right? Back. But we also have another draft pick next year. So we're actually really smart about that. Yeah, they got Miami's pick. Probably should have. Potentially three, dra- three first round draft picks next year. So looking forward I to guess that. actually looking back, it was a smarter move taking Miami's pick because I think they had San Francisco's too. They could have gotten um, either one of those and yeah. took Miami's. That's probably smart. Well, every, I don't know. It was a whole trade roller coaster, but then the Eagles end up trading up and jumping over the cow or jumping over the Giants, which is just phenomenal to screw them over twice in like literally five months. Yeah, definitely so. Six months. Okay, Phillies over under. That was actually really short. I'm proud of you. But then we we got bets on the board, so that's. Also I've already great. I've already rambled about the Eagles pretty much throughout every podcast, and you will continue to do so. Even I sure podcasts. will. I sure will. So uh, Philly's over under is officially six point five. So it's kind of perfect for smashing, our bet. smashing the over like phenomenally, absolutely. Go make this bet right now. Put your fucking house on this. All right, let me hear the schedule. Don't talk to your wife. See if I would be, I would be really scared making that bet for the first part of the season, but the last part, I think you would get some leeway. So, okay, on let, that. let me let me let me just tell you. I look at the schedule obviously every year. Um, I see, I saw easily six wins. You're going to read the schedule off. What is no, this? no, 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 no. I look at the schedule each year. When oh, it comes out. I was like, so there was Joe's corner and you're, just there was like, easily six wins because we play the giants, the Redskins, and the Cowboys, even though for some reason we're not very good against the Cowboys. We usually split that though. So there's almost five wins, uh, four wins easily right there. And then there's two wins easily given one. Way four or wins. Who are you beating twice? We're going to win. 
The Giants, easily. But anyway, you're beating the Giants twice. They get the extra game that they added. You know the what? extra game, the extra team that we added was the Jets. So yes, absolutely smashing the over. I want to go to Vegas right now. You don't think the Giants are better than the Eagles? No, I don't. Huh. Okay. Fair, fair enough. I, I don't. I don't see the Eagles beating them twice. So, I don't see the Eagles beating anybody twice. Let me get through this schedule. We'll, we'll decide here. Mm-hmm. So we got Hotlanta, followed by San Francisco, Dallas, Kansas City, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Las Vegas, Detroit. The Chargers, Denver, New Orleans, the Giants, the Jets, the football team, the Giants, the football team, the Dallas Cowboys. We always play the divisions like I was all about to say, what the, the fuck is the division all at the we end? That's weird. always do that. I don't know why they do it. Uh, I heard I heard four or five in there. Uh, probably six if you think they're beating some beating why everybody you, in the division once. Why do you think that the Eagles are only gonna win four or five games? Like how bad they're do you not th- good? You think this team is that bad? The defense is really bad, really bad. And the offense, bunch of unproven guys that are going to come up against some good defenses. Uh, as my shirt would say, the underdogs. Always. That is a wild shirt. How? Jason Kelsey. or No, sorry. My apologies. Jason Kels coined that. Yeah. And wasn't it uh, Chris? What's his name too? Chris Long. Yeah. Yeah. Or the dog masks. Yeah, well, that's because we're the underdogs, even when we're the best team on the field. People people naturally hate <laughs> the Eagles. Maybe it's because of the Eagles fan base. I don't know what it is. It's absolutely because the Eagles fan base. So, funny it story, is. listeners. We happened to go to Indy when the, uh, the Patriots uh, played in the Super Bowl against the Giants. <laughs> the Giants had just won this the Super Bowl. This doesn't make me look good. And uh, Josh's drunk ass walks up to a group of Giants it fans. It was like two of them. It was two of them and started saying how they suck and Philly's the better team and and all that shit. And these guys are just getting ready to start throwing fists over here. (laughs) And luckily we had strength in numbers in that situation because only Josh would talk shit on a team that just won the Super Bowl about how their team that did not win the Super Bowl is better. In all fairness, I was 21 years old and I still believe it. Wow. We were fairly fucked up that weekend, too. I would hope so. It's a great time. That's wild that you got into that kind of in, in Indianapolis. So, like, the Colt City, an Eagles fan and a Giants fan had a fight. It's just yeah. uh, We didn't wild. actually have a fight. It was worse. Well, okay. It was, it was, it was a, a borderline, a, you know, altercation. situation. Yeah. It was like if the spark would hit the right part, it would have exploded. But thankfully, <laughs> everyone was at the point of the night where they're like, I just want to go home. All right. Anyway, I might be a little <laughs> bit of a homer on the Eagles, but I can tell you that they're going to win at least seven games. So go smash the over. All right. Well, listeners, if you want to actually legitimately gamble with your money, do that because that is woof. We'll come back to that Devontae Smith over under, by the way, in our betting podcast. So. I will, we will get your thoughts on I'm that. I'm looking forward to talking about that next week. hundred percent. Um, all right, let's go to break real quick. Um, on the other side of the break, we got five points. We've got the giants and we've got the Washington football team. So don't go anywhere and we'll be right back. What's good. IDP army. It's Jordan reigns. And quickly, I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on the ultimate IDP index. 
The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside you're gonna find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your Dynasty League at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. All right, welcome back. Go join that IDP Army uh, Patreon tier to get the Ultimate IDP Index. Uh, just had Melvin Ingram added since he got signed by the Steelers. He was looking kind of more like a rotation piece for them, not really like a starter. But you can find out all the information you need to know about Melvin Ingram signing with the Steelers in the IDP Index. Yes, John. Uh, while we were on our break, I did do a little bit of research and – since 2014, the Eagles have lost exactly two games against the Giants. So that is two and O on one, two, three, four, five years, and then split between the two. So yes, Eagles can beat the Giants and sweep. I, I don't care about those teams. I'm talking about the team that's playing this year right now. That's that's fine. I'm and just second of all, I don't know. Have you listened to Nick Sirianni talk? Dude sounds like an idiot. Oh no, I'm not excited about Nick Sirianni, but the t- I still I still believe the talent will. I cannot play. wait for his press conferences this season because he sounds like a dumb dumb. Yeah, I like, play rock paper scissors. It kind of reminds me of the PC principal from South Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's exactly who I, he reminds me. I still me don't of. know why we fired Doug Peterson, but you know that's all, that's part of the game. So hey, you guys fired Andy Reid too, so that's yeah, that another, was fucking another another strong point. Chip Kelly. Oh man, dumb. Yeah, very dumb. Okay, you all have five on it. Or do you want to get? I five? got five on it. You got five on it. I got five on it. It's got me stuck and I'm going back. I got five on it. We got five on it this week. Um, last actually quite a bit of news that happened this week a lot of big stories not a lot of small stories so we'll just jump right into it in the immortal words of the joker from the dark knight it's not about the money it's about sending a message and aaron Rodgers is sending a message he turned down a two-year contract extension that would have made him the highest paid quarterback in the nfl what do we think is going to happen here that guy is pettier than my ex-girlfriends man seriously (laughs) i mean I know it's not only about the money, but like in in a sense, it's about the money. And the fact that he turned that down shows that he's pissed off at that front office for not drafting him any talent. Obviously, he knows he has Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the league. And he also has always had good running back. Well, I wouldn't say always, but re- in recent years had great running backs. Besides that, they got nothing on offense. Like there is Marquez Valdez, Scantling and Lazard, and maybe he's, you know, maybe he'll do better this year. And uh, who was the other guy that's gone now? I mean, I don't even know because they're a bunch of no-name wide receivers. They grab people in, like the fifth round, thinking like, "Oh yeah, this guy might be good." It's like 
Right. Why not just spend the draft capital and grab them? And not to mention, most people they draft aren't even that good. Like they're they're random cornerbacks that they draft in the first round, never end up making it shaping out to be on the team for longer than two years. So why not grab a wide receiver that could actually be on his team and actually service Aaron Rodgers, your number right. one star? And Amari Rodgers is supposedly is, is going to be a sleeper this year. He's supposed to be in the slot, supposed to be good, but he's not going to play with Aaron Rodgers in the preseason. He's not going to get any training camp with him. So I guess we'll see what happens. Historically, Rodgers does like throwing to Rodgerses. So that is true. The old Richard Rodgers. The old Richard Rodgers. Also on the Eagles. So once again, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is collecting that State Farm money, dude. He doesn't care about football money. Yeah. No. I don't know if he's going to play there this season. I just don't. But what what will bring him back? What what is it that's going to bring? He's still him back? under contract. That was just an extension. So like, yeah, he's still got like two or three years. Like, yeah, he's gonna play. He's gonna so, play. He's just making his point. They don't have the Packers shareholder meeting. What is that? The next week, or whatever it is. So the fans haven't spoken. They haven't done any of that shit. So. Literally, he's just holding his cards. Do you just think they they want him to force them to try to think Jordan Love is a starting quarterback just for like a little bit, just for a brief moment? I think Aaron Rodgers just really, really, really likes the drama. I think he loves it. I think he feeds off of it. Karen Rodgers. Karen Rodgers. My knee. Karen Rodgers. Well, I think you all could probably be right here. He's He's going to. He's going to go to the West Coast eventually, but I don't think it's till after this year. I think after this year, they're tired of his bullshit, and I think they actually do a full-blown rebuild, grab a new quarterback, trade him for something, some valuable can, There's no way they can get a new quarterback. They did not draft Jordan Love in the first round if they were legitimately thinking that they need a new quarterback. Well, they're going to at no least way. bring something back in, like whether it's Drew Locke or something like that. They're going to grab something oh, to be like on the, the back trade? end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, meant like, I meant like – drafting or no, trading they, from another team no what they'll probably do is they'll end up trading aaron Rodgers before next nfl draft and then draft a, a wide receiver in the first round that would be iconic this is the fucking slap this. yep yeah they've current their last three first slash second round draft picks are all backups so not probably the great thing that aaron Rodgers would like to uh have on their team but we'll see what happens this year I think next year they swap Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. There's a reason we've saved the NFC oh, cool, North for last in our division preview, and it's because who the f- knows about the Green Bay Packers right now? It's kind of a shit show there. But anyway, let's move on to number two. Kind of got to this earlier. Cam Akers tore his Achilles and is out for the season. Right. Um, just kind of like what can we expect from Daryl Henderson and the Rams offense as a whole? Like how much does this actually change things Bill, for Sean McVay? You take this one, Bill. You were all fired up on it earlier. Well, okay, I'm fired up about Dynasty, but um, – Well, let's I, hear it. I, I have a posed question for you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, well, as I was kind of stating a little bit earlier, do not trade for Daryl Henderson and Dynasty – you can draft him as a running back three in redraft. Like if that's not if that's not your guy that you're, you know, you, you don't you're not. It's not going to be one of your starters. It's going to be a flex option at best and a week a fill in for a bye week. And the Rams offense as a whole, I'm a little nervous about. I'm just I'm I'm nervous because I don't know how much he planned on using the run game in like how much they planned on using Cam Akers. And we saw how they used just with just Daryl Henderson last year, and I don't think that Sean McVay liked it. 
Then again, they had golf. So what did that was it really going to mean when they have Stafford in there? That's kind of where I'm at right now um, from them. I think I think Xavier. What this really does is this opens up uh, some some roles for Xavier uh, Xavier Jones and James Funk, Jake Funk. Sorry, Jake my apologies. Funk. I'm just botching these names all around. Um, like I said, they're no names. Go pick them up in Dynasty if you still have the opportunity. Um, I grabbed one share of each. Just I didn't really know what was going to happen. I put in some moves. Um, I, they're always they always have been, and that's the, the, the reason I never understood the whole Acres being 15 top 15 pick was they've always used a committee since Gurley's been gone. It's not been a one-person show anymore. So I think that there's going to be a lot of them too involved. I think Daryl Henderson is still very valuable. Uh, I completely agree with Billy. Do not try to trade for him in Dynasty because this is when people like jack up the prices for him. You're going to be paying out the ass. I'm sure someone would try to trade Daryl Henderson for Antonio Gibson in the league right now. I'm sh- I wouldn't be surprised as a Gibson shareholder if I – They absolutely should try to trade that. If you I, have Daryl Henderson, sell, sell, sell. Oh, sell right. for sure, yeah. but don't be a dick about it. Like I, I hate the pumped up value because of an injury or the. Pumped you're trading battery, like it's like batteries to a flashlight. That's what you're you're selling right now. You know, yeah. can't have the flashlight without the batteries. That's what you're selling if you have Daryl Henderson right now. I mean, you can don't, be proactive and try to trade for a guy. I think Duke Johnson's going there. I think that's. They'll I'll probably a fireball shot him. to anyone who wants to take that. Because I, I, I agree, he's the best player. They, I think that's actually, like the perfect fit for what they're I, trying to do. Our mm-hmm. conversation actually shaped up really well. I saw an article earlier, and it was Adrian Peterson, which Billy suggested, Duke Johnson, okay. who Joe suggested, and uh, Chris Thompson, and I can't remember. Oh, and Frank Gore was one of them too. A lot of people have been saying Todd Gurley. That's not going to happen. No, that people forget is- how that ended. It was bur- the the bridge was burned, the islands were burned, everything was burned. By the end of that Sports relationship, trip. yes, it's not it's not going to happen again. Who I would really like to see go to the Rams is on Johnson. Uh, reunion with Stafford. Uh, you just want the Eagles, Eagles to make I, a trade? No, I do personally. <laughs> I want to, I want them to get rid of all the running back. I love on Johnson, but he's not going to. We're not going to use him properly. We don't know how to use running back. Of course properly. not. Like um, Detroit didn't. But I really do believe on Johnson had a really rough go at things. He had a good, a decent rookie year, and then he got injured his sophomore year, and then they drafted Swift. Like it was, he just got fucked basically. So yeah. personally, I think on Johnson is a perfect candidate for that. I know the Eagles just signed him, but we didn't. It's not an extensive deal, and the Eagles are always down for dealing. So um, I, I would, if I were the Rams, I would look into that. But I don't think that that's a high priority right now. I think they had come out with an article that said something about like they are not adding someone at the moment, but. That's exactly what that is at the moment. They will before the season. Anyway, Joe, let me circle back to your dynasty question from earlier. You asked, yeah. would you trade for Cam Akers right now? My my cautiousness with this is this kind of an injury does not really have like a precedent, precedent, precedent set for precedent. a president. player precedent. coming back <laughs> from a torn Achilles. Um, there no. have been there have been a couple over the years, like from running backs, but it's nobody that's like was gonna come back and be the starter right away. I would say the most high hope, high profile name was Arian Foster, but he was 29 when it happened, so he was and he never really came back either. Kind of on the back, yeah, but he's on the downside of his career anyway, so it wasn't yeah, really like interesting that to see how Marlon Mack exactly. Marlon Mack will honestly like be that. your biggest like we'll see how Marlon Mack is. 
And then we'll see if that is an injury that players can actually come back from that are starters. Well, and Marlon Mack's not even a starter, so we're not even really going to no, see No, but I mean, he's that, at least but, young and kind of look at, but... That's true. There's been a couple running backs that have come back and, and played well, but they were backups anyway. So it's not like... I don't know. This is going to be... This is brand new territory. So anybody who's predicting anything on Twitter that's like Cam Akers is done for his career or Cam Akers is going to come back stronger than ever, they don't know because there's nothing to compare this to. We've never had a running back this early in their career do this kind of injury and see how that affected them the next season. It just, it's not. I could see floating out like someone who's absolutely panicking, like a third round or something, try to maybe throw in a bench player, see if they'll bite on it and just throwing them on the IR and seeing what happens. I think that could be a pretty good investment. Unload your like 2023, 2024 first. If that, if that's what needs to be done, I would say a first. Don't trade your 2022. That'd be rough. A third? Yeah, a third would be rough, man. No way. I would not be. I would would only do first. I could see a a 2023 first would do it. I I would be okay with that. And maybe a player, but. And something else, yeah. But I mean, that would be at least valuable. At least you're getting something out of it eventually. I mean, I'm just saying with tragedy comes opportunity, and it could work, it could not, but I wouldn't give up any too much, too many assets for him. Are you trading for Acres, Joe? You're the kind of person who likes to trade just trade so i've been kicking tires <laughs> I, I i discussed it in the justin jefferson trade but um wow. who you also traded to him yeah i didn't trade justin jefferson no you traded cam acres to him yeah. yeah you did well anywho poor jeff either hold your stock or get a good deal but yeah cam acres we'll see you next year bud number okay. three Saquon Barkley said, we'll see, to whether or not he'd be ready for week one. He only did rehab during OTAs, and ESPN's Stefania Bell said she wouldn't be surprised if he's not even ready until week four. Does this scare you guys at all? Absolutely. I told you this like a couple weeks ago. I said that he is not he's not touched the football. He's not doing anything yet. Uh, I'm absolutely terrified because he's a top five pick. You know what I mean? Like, uh the good news is, is when he slips down that board, you got that. Uh, I can't think of a good precedent for this, but there's been those situations where those elite running backs are sitting there and you don't know when they're coming back. So hypothetically, you could get this person late first round, early second round. If you know, he isn't ready by the time. Didn't Kamara have something like this last off season where like people thought he might be injured coming into the year. Yeah. It was the ankle. Like that. His ankle something. Yeah. I, I remember him sliding on boards. Was was it Kamara um, the number one running back last year? I think so. I think like so, so that there you go. So like that's exactly what could happen yeah. here. I just you know just as easily as you know him. I was gonna just, say with Saquon's freaking thighs and quads and everything, ah, they got to make Joe, sure. But have you seen that there's trick photography? They've only been taking hey, pictures no, no, no. from no, his I've, healthy side. They have not taken any pictures of him. From the other side. Hey, I'm not saying anything about him hiding shit. I'm saying they need to make sure damn well that ACL is held up because it has to support all of that crap. Because <laughs> all that, that is insane. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, stuff like this. Again, tragedy equals opportunity. So let's say this news keeps coming out. It's going to depress his value. Do you really care if you have an RB1 that's going to perform like an RB1 that's out till week four? You can make it till week four. Say you get a Daryl Henderson or someone later, and like we're going to talk to you in the next five questions here. But 
let's say you get someone later than that and you just have him fill in for four weeks and then he comes back. I mean, I, it doesn't scare me off that much. It does scare me off at his current price, but if that keeps trending downwards, then so will his value. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I completely agree. I think yeah. that it, especially if he slips to the second round if say you have the 10th pick, go back to back, grab him and, you know, Devonte Adams or something, or maybe even another running back. I love the drafting players that are coming off injury because people are just freaked out. So mm-hmm. I'm trying, I, I don't know why Melvin Gordon's coming to, to mind for me right now, but there was someone who was injured and he wasn't going to be ready for the season. And he went in like the second or third round. And he was like, one of Melvin the Melvin Gordon running held backs. out until like, Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. It's like week five or something. I can't yeah. remember. And it was just, you were getting him at such a value in like the mm-hmm. second or third round. And it's like, yeah, you're taking a risk, but at the same time, you know, he's coming back eventually i mean melvin gordon you didn't but for yeah, i mean if you build your team properly and you have a backup running back that can get win you two games out of those four weeks then you're, you're two right. and two going in with a stud coming off the bench now that you're gonna be putting your lineup i mean that's... Well, let's say let's say barkley slips to the 13th slot or something like that so you grab yourself 12, 12 is probably what i would think okay so let's say 12 so you grab jonathan taylor where we have him a jonathan taylor aaron jones right there then you grab barkley and then on the way back you grab yourself montgomery and like mclaurin or something so you got three running backs there and then you can All grab right. some wide receivers to fill in and then later you could grab like javante or trey sermon somebody like that i would later. be fucking ecstatic to start a draft like that Dude, I mean, right? hell, that sounds yeah. great so absolutely we'll see i mean we'll get more assurance by the time training camp starts if he's not out there practicing at all that's you know that's the siren I, going off i have a feeling my my prediction for this is that i don't think he misses quite four weeks but i think he'll miss the first couple i don't yeah. think i think the first one's pretty much a huge question mark and then i think the second one is where they start thinking okay he's healthy again he's had t- time he's had reps in practice um i i'd say probably missing two weeks is Probably not off the table at this point. He got hurt like week two last year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's yeah. an it's it an my ACL. Bears that did it. Yeah, everybody thinks that you yep. know everybody heals differently, and that dude's got some big old legs, so he's got some big old muscles that got to heal. So, bro, got to be able to support those. All right, number four, Zach Ertz is expected to report to Eagles training camp, despite them only looking to for a third or fourth round pick. No team has made a move for him. So what do we think is going to happen with him? I'm completely shocked that nobody's tried to move for him. I think everybody is recency bias or what it is. It's got to be the contract, like whatever his, contract. New, whatever his new deal needs He's, to be. Well, Ertz is very outspoken in that sense. Like he wanted to be the number one paid tight end, and I'm pretty sure we made him like the number two paid tight end whenever we signed that monster deal. Yeah, it was like six years. Behind Kelsey. Yeah, and I mean, he still got, I think, you know, I think he's, I think, is this his last year? No, I think he's got two yeah. years left. Right? Is it his last year? I think it's his last year. Okay. Well, either way, basically, he wants more money than he's worth at this point, which he needs 100%. to realize that he's 30 years old. He's 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, he's still an elite tight end. I think people need to realize that, but he's not what he thinks he is. He thinks he's Travis Kelsey, basically. And it's sad, old, but he's old not. Kel- yeah. He thinks he's. Yeah. Well, Travis Kelsey's like Kelsey's 32. about thirty as well. Yeah, no, it's or Kels. It's Kels. Yeah, it's did you Kels. see the pronunciation? I of did it? see that. I that was wild. Don't, I know. I did. I was caught me off guard. I was not expecting that. Well, Mahomes and Hill didn't know, so it's not like we were supposed to know. As and nobody, they say when they do their little like Sunday night football like team thing, they they say Kelsey too. So well, in one of his, actually, you know how they inter- introduce themselves on like Monday night football, he said mm-hmm. Travis Kels. Yeah, nobody ever caught on to that. 
but yeah, where Ertz is going right now in drafts, if he's your second tight end and he either gets traded to a team that Josh is recommending and he's a starting tight end or he's the number two in Philly, which has definitely worked in the past. I mean, I don't see any reason to not take him where he's at right now. I mean, like Billy said, there's not that much uh, talent on the Eagles. So in reality, <laughs> there's going to be some targets for him. I mean, even if Kelsey, I mean, there, Two it actually, ends would be great for them. It's worked out really well for us in the past. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that I'm other than the fact that he's unhappy with his contract. I don't know why he would want to like, hey, I pro-, like this should be his prove it year. He should show that he still got it. Go get a thousand yards and then be like, hey, pay me, bitches. Like, I'm still good. Right. You know, unless Instead, he wants to win a Super Bowl, another one with like the the bills or something. Uh, and that might be a thing too. You know, he might just want to be going to a better team. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, on to number five, um, this isn't really a news story. I kind of had to make this up on my own, but fantasy pros has had some shakeups in the last week or two. And I just wanted to run through a couple of these, uh, ID, these, uh, ADP switches to see if you all agree with them or you think that it's wrong. So the first one is CD lamb is now, overtaken amari cooper as the as the quote-unquote wide receiver one for dallas do we agree with that or are we not i think josh kind of alluded to it earlier that he does agree with it but what do we think i disagree with it really okay. i think yeah i think well, yeah, you said still. you said amari cooper earlier, so that yeah that makes sense i think, I, I think lamb, like josh uh, said i think lamb has the better floor week to week but i think amari cooper is going to give you more he, I mean, that dude can go win a game CD by himself for problem. you. Well, the problem oh, is... I did hear he, a good nickname for CD Lamb. They're calling him TD Lamb now, which I think is really funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. that's great. I personally... The thing about CD Lamb is he never really got the chance to build that rapport with Dak yet either. Like, I mean, he's he's only got so much time with him. Amari Cooper's obviously... They obviously got a great connection, but I think CD over this year and over this offseason, I think he's going to grow more and more. And I think they're going to see it. It's going to be kind of like a Michael Jordan thing. Like I see how great this guy's becoming. Sorry, I'm watching the last dance right now. I'm really behind on okay. pop culture. Oh, it's so good. No, it's just not, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm behind on pop culture, man. I'm a busy man. Are you uh, to the Dennis Rodman episode yet? No, I'm not, but I'm looking oh, forward to it. Oh, I, I fucking love that. that. That was my favorite one. All right, anyway, back to the point is I think they're going to see the talent that CD has, and they're going to be like, all right, we, we do got to get this guy the ball a lot more. He hasn't he hasn't gotten it enough, and I think – I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, Amari's not getting targets anymore. I think they're going to have a fair share of targets. I think CD is just going to put up like solid numbers all year. And I think Amari, I think Amari will suffer from that a little bit. I just, I, I, I think we're long past the Amari Cooper 60 point games. Like I think he'll have his 30 ish games. He'll still have big games. He'll still catch an 80 yard touchdown here and there. I mean, it's Amari Cooper, but if Dax throwing for 6,000 yards, there'll be a couple more of those. I'm I'm just saying I think that I think it's adequate and it's not like they leapfrog CD Lamb up like seven slots. It was like a couple slots to go above Amari Cooper, and I think it's right. I think it's accurate. Trivia question: What is CD's real name? Quindarius. Compact disc. Damn it! Sedarian. Hmm. Fun fact: So, so a cesarean section. <laughs> Jesus I probably would not. I would not say that to his face. But no, have lawyers not. on this show yet? Not yet. But we're getting. They're, they're coming. Uh, <laughs> Javante Williams has taken over Melvin Gordon as the running back one in Denver. A lot of people thought Melvin Gordon would be the one A and Williams would be the one B, but it is completely flipped. It is Javante, and he's being taken two rounds before Melvin Gordon now. 
what do we think? As a Javante Williams uh, dynasty owner, I love it. But at the same time, <laughs> I don't understand it because I feel like everyone, I know Melvin Gordon's on the last year of his contract, um, but I feel like everyone forgets that Melvin Gordon is like a 900 yard, nine touchdown guy, like all the time. I mean, even in split, split backfields, he was still doing it. I mean, when Lindsay was getting this phenomenal amount of carries in Denver and then even in his last year and at, uh, I guess it was Los Angeles at the time, the Chargers, um, Eckler was getting so much, so many carries and so many pass catches. Melvin Gordon was still putting up thousand yard seasons and still getting, I think he's eight, nine, 10, eight, nine, 10, the last six years. Like he's always going to get touchdowns and he's always going to get yards. So I, I don't get it quite. I, I want to see what Javante has. I just, I, I hate buying rookies that high. Um, and I'm kind of upset that his uh, value is going up so high, but I think that's just what happens in the beginning of the season or once, once draft starts coming around, rookies just skyrocket. Like Najee Harris is probably going to skyrocket to like 14 by the time the draft comes. I would say so. Yeah. He's already in 19 ish area. So 14 would not shock me at all. I think Javante Williams is a hell of a lot more exciting than Melvin Gordon at this point. So you buy the excitement, Melvin Gordon's injury prone. He's kind of a plotter. I mean, he's, he's a great running back, but I think the game breaking, I mean, watching Javante Williams play, he has that game breaking talent to where, I could see him continually Michael Jordaning Melvin Gordon and, and keep nice. going into the lineup. Yeah. But I, I like Javante Williams a lot. Um, the, I mean, an underdog Javante Williams is going significantly higher than Melvin Gordon on that one. So I don't necessarily think there's that big of a gap between the two. I do think it's a one, a one B situation, but Williams definitely has more upside than Gordon, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. And he'll probably end up getting the pass catches as well. That's the thing is he wasn't really a pass catching back in North Carolina because that was uh, Michael Carter. But at the same time, I think he has the opportunity there. And Melvin Gordon never really has historically been the pass catching back. So I think there's 100%. a little upside on that. Okay. And then the last one, it's pretty quick. We kind of saw this coming, but Philip Lindsay has officially hopped David Johnson in ADP. Um, according to fantasy pros, um, I think we, when we talked about Houston, we kind of all thought this was coming and it's just, and now it's official. Every, the, the world is caught up to us. So we can all just take a nice little victory lap on that. I disagree with it. Really? You'd still take yeah. David Johnson over Philip Lindsay. At this point. Yeah. I think David Johnson is a tremendous value. I mean, Houston really does not have much to play for right now. So I could see them literally just running David Johnson into the ground. Well, the problem is that the, with the ADP is it's not like it's a significant, like, you know, they're like couple picks away from each other. So yeah. it's not like either one is necessary. I mean, I guess if you think one of them is going to be better than the other, it's a value, but there's not really like a good value as far as like one of them going a lot lower than the other. So I don't, I don't know where we'll they see. get their where where they get their data or if it's from mock drafts it's, or whatever. It's, but... it's like all of the fantasy communities rankings. Average. Okay, yeah. so my my thing is is I would much rather draft Philip Lindsay than David Johnson. I just ever since show. David Johnson broke his hand, he just hasn't been the same, and that team looks like garbage. So Lindsay has a future. My thing is is personally, I think Maybe. the number two is on that team is uh, Mark Ingram. I feel like people keep forgetting that that guy's on that team. That's like, what's yeah. really killing both mm-hmm. these guys right now. Yeah, I mean, I personally this year I like David Johnson better for this year. Philip Lindsay, the long run. If Mark Ingram wasn't there, I mean, I would say one A one B. I'd be probably leaning towards Lindsay more. But 
I, th- I really think David Johnson, I mean, he's getting older. They got him on contract. I think they're just going to run him straight into the ground. It's going to be such a tire fire there this year. Jesus Christ. No. The thing about Mark Ingram is he never really slowed down. He just lost the opportunities in Baltimore. I mean, he just didn't get the carries anymore. He wasn't really injured. He got, I think he had 72 carries last year. And I mean, at a measly 4.2 yards per average, but I mean, still not that bad. I mean, give him extrapolate that over a little wise, a little right. ways. I mean, he could have, he could have been just fine. They just, they're going with the younger guys. Uh, so, I mean, they got JK Dobbins now and Gus Edwards was getting some carries. I just, I personally think Mark Ingram, I'm not saying he's better than him. Obviously I think Lindsay's the, obviously the better talent and the younger guy, but like there's three of them there and it's a problem. So I think David Johnson's your pass catcher though. Cause Phil mm-hmm. Lindsay really has never been a pass catcher. No, no, he so is the, not. So the thing is, is they never, they never threw the ball to Phil Lindsay. And that's another good point. Yeah. And they also never had a quarterback to throw the ball to Phil Lindsay. Personally, I think Phil Lindsay don't. is still don't. Personally, <laughs> I think Phil Lindsay is. Yeah. Right. I really think Phil <laughs> Lindsay is the, uh, is the pass catching back. I just don't think he's ever been used in that sense. Cause he's really shifty. He's got, he's got the speed. I just personally think I love David Johnson. I wanted him to be good. He just never did it after that hand injury. Like I don't know hopefully, what happened. Hopefully, Philip Lindsay gets along with Spencer Rattler next year, and the Houston Texans can start moving things in the right direction. I think Philip Lindsay is a great buy in dynasty. Agreed. I've, I've been trying to buy him hundred hundred percent. I've been trying buy. to buy him from Joe like forever, and he doesn't even sell them to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's enough points for this evening. Let's get on to back to the division preview. We're going to go to the Big Apple, the New York Giants. And I'm projecting them to be better than the Eagles, even though Josh thinks they're going to get beat twice by him. But yeah. they got Saquon Barkley, who we just kind of touched on in the points where he's getting drafted as like a top five running back right now. I personally would shift him a little bit back. That's a little selfish because I'm hoping to get him a little bit back from that. But if he is out for any extended period of time, it's not, that big of a deal it the front end of the season they'll lose four games maybe well maybe i don't know we'll get to this we'll get to the schedule we'll see because the defense is the highlight of this team it's not the offense because they still have jason garrett as the offensive coordinator don't trust that man with anything what's their offensive line rank i don't know oh 32 the worst fair enough i i mean and barkley is good enough to be you know overcome having a battle line so Saquon Jones sorry I'm done I'll, I'll I was about to say do you want to talk about the Giants nope that's all I wanted okay good they, yeah, they have a battle they have a bad O-line so their the O-line's gonna suck that that's not really anything that's gonna matter to the running backs because they have Devontae Booker don't really trust him Elijah Penny don't really trust him and then it's a couple of Oh man, they have Corey Clement on this team. Wow. Now, not a lot after Saquon. Hero. Yeah, that's true. Um, wide receivers, they brought in Kenny Galladay this offseason, which I think we're all excited for Kenny Galladay, not necessarily with Daniel Jones. I think we were kind of hoping, honestly, I think we were kind of hoping he'd go to the Eagles. I, I think that was one yeah, of the places he was rumored so to. Great. Um, or, I don't know, any other good team. That would have been cool, Galladay, but. Any team with a quarterback that can throw. He he wanted to the Giants, so he got to the Giants. Uh, They also have Darius Slayton. I don't know why people hate Darius Slayton so much. He's not great. I'm not saying that he's like should be drafted as your even wide receiver too. Maybe he's just a flex play, but he's not. He does not suck. I I don't know why. I I don't know. All offseason, I've just seen the hatred 
for Darius Slayton. And I just feel like it, you know, might be gone a little too far. Um, the second wide receiver I would want on this team is Sterling Shepard, just because he catches everything. He's going to have, you know, eight catches for 80 yards, and you're going to get plenty of points in PPR off that. And he, and he changed his number, so it's a resurgence for Sterling Shepard. That is true, too. They also drafted rookie Kadarius Tony. I do not project him to get a ton of work this year, but we'll see. That I I don't want to rule anyone out. I just personally, I think he kind of fits in where Sterling Shepard is already at, so it wouldn't make a lot of sense to me unless they trade Sterling Shepard, which was rumored at the beginning of the offseason. Unless they trade him, I don't really see Kadarius Tony getting a ton of work this year. Kadarius Tony is way more exciting than Sterling Shepard the way he plays, though. 100%. But Agreed. it's the same position. That's the, I mean, there, there's just a, a log jam right They now. drafted him in the first round. I yeah, mean, because they gonna, couldn't get – He's going to get on the field. He was a replacement, though. It was because they it didn't wasn't, get stuff. It, they did not want Kadarius Tony, no. I don't think. I don't these think guys, that was – these Even, even the Giants <laughs> in their poor front office is not going to panic and take Kadarius Tony just because they missed their guy. They obviously had him ranked higher than other people because the line needed fixing. They were great linemen there. They saw something exactly. in Tony and they wanted exactly to why it was kind of confusing when they did it. That wide right. receiver was not the one thing this team was missing. They have a decent wide receiver core. Would not say it's you know, it's probably top fifteen wide receiver cores. I would take Galladay, Slayton, Shepard over a lot of other teams' top three. Cardinals, for example, I would take it over their top three. But I, I don't think they needed Tony and they drafted him in a spot that's got a log jam. Cause they also have, they brought in for some reason, John Ross, even though I don't but think those are all, think those are all different return. players than Tony Slayton and Ross are like the same person. Sterling Shepard's right. a boring possession guy. Kenny Galladay is your big play guy. Tony's, Tony's, Tony's a slot your, player. He's a he's slot your player. big slot, man. He's, he's got, he's fast. That's what, he's where do you think Shepard is? Shepard's boring. He's not making anyone miss. He's not. Shepard was the best receiver on that team the last two years. No, no, no. He catches everything, but he does not make people miss. He doesn't pick up yards. Shepard and Galladay would be perfect. Like perfect. I don't like. They didn't need to bring in Tony for that. I'm just saying he's there now. I I think he's going to be really. He is there now, and they are going to have to manufacture touches for him, or they're just going to look stupid for drafting him that high. Which we'll get to the we'll get to the other player they drafted, which was stupid because they didn't need him either in the first, but real we'll quick while we're on wide receiver, it's kind of in agreement with Billy here is so I get that. They basically wanted to retool this wide receiver core. Sewing Shepard is boring. And to Joe's note, Darius Slayton, I don't know why everyone hates him. He's actually been pretty great. He just doesn't get the targets, but they, they, they trade for Kenny Galladay. They get him phenomenal move. Honestly, I love Kenny Galladay and they get Kadarius Tony, which was a little unnecessary, but whatever they grab another wide receiver. This is basically them testing to see if Daniel Jones is actually a good quarterback, which considering he hasn't thrown for more than 3,000 yards, oh, I'm sorry he did in 2019, and he threw for all of 11 touchdowns last year. This is literally them saying, okay, Daniel Jones, it's now or it's never. Like this, I, I see Sam Darnold written all over this. I see a quarterback move into a new, a new team, Dwayne Haskins kind of type. Like they drafted him high. It's not happening, and it's they're going to move. He's not on. as bad as Haskins, but I get, Giants, I get what your point. The is. Giants are going to be the worst team in the NFC East, and they're going to end up drafting a quarterback. They brought in Mike Glennon to uh, compete with Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> so anyway, on to the tight ends. They have Evan Ingram still there. He's been underwhelming, but I don't necessarily all think that's his fault. A little bit of Daniel Jones' fault, but he wasted all his good years. 
They really did. And they also brought in, you know, the touchdown Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph, and he's going to catch, you know, two yards for a touchdown. And that'll be his, that'll be his value. It's very Um, valuable. It is, but I would not be drafting him. Daniel Jones. We'll see. This is the year he's got to prove it. Um, He's had, I think two years now, and he has not proven he's had flashes. He's had flashes of being really good, but it's not consistent. And it just looks very scatterbrained out on the field. And so I, fun fact, cause I'm looking at the stats. It literally mm-hmm. says he has in two years, basically two full years. I think he missed a couple games here and there. He had one comeback and two game winning drives his his entire career. Yeah, not great. Not great for old Daniel Jones. But he had an 80-yard rush where he tripped over his own feet. That was phenomenal. He did. He looked like a baby gazelle. It was hilarious. <laughs> but I uh, I will not be having Daniel Jones on my team. He's a good backup. He's kind of the, the ultimate like backup quarterback that you don't ever plan on playing. But if you need him for one week, if you're, in a, you're... if you're in a 12-team league, maybe. But if you're in a... a, a... 10 team league there are 20 quarterbacks oh, well, 12 there. yeah 12 teams. okay i'm just like, making sure i like, would say he's, he's in the top 24 of quarterbacks i would discuss it i mean two quarterback league you could do worse i think but okay if, you, if you're I two quarterback league okay I'll, I'll allow it right but especially where the value would be in that but yeah i would not you know don't think about him as a starter he's not not that you're not that guy. um yeah for really he's really not that guy all right, so on to the defense. This is a good defense, and this is where I think Josh is underestimating the hell out of the Giants, personally. No, no, I'm, I'm, you're overestimating Daniel Jones. I, I agree their defense is good. I just, okay, well, the defense, defense will win them incredible. games. Yes, they have Leonard Williams, who from a defensive tackle position is good. He's usable from a defensive tackle position, actually. Uh, Blake Martinez, one of the top five linebackers in the league. Um, their secondary is really good. They got Jabil Peppers, who's a top top DB um, in IDP. They have James Bradbury, who's had a lot of flashes. They brought in Logan Ryan from the Tennessee Titans, who was I, – I think he was a top 10 DB last year. And they brought in uh, – or they have old Dory Jackson as well, who probably not usable for IDP, but he is usable on the field for – It's a solid secondary. It is solid as hell, and they got a really good coach who I'm surprised did not get a head coaching job, Patrick Graham. I think he's gone after this season, but I, I think I think he gets Wait. a head coaching job after this year. Who's the offensive coordinator though? Jason Garrett. Okay, I feel really good about my bet now. <laughs> Dude, the depth on this defense is You're, insane. Their defense is phenomenal. I'm you sorry. got Xavier yeah, McKinney and Julian like, Love backing them up, right? Oh, Digbo, you got Tate Crowder, who I've pegged as a sleeper. I don't know if he's actually going to get it. Well, they even have, like, Reggie Ragland. And then you sign Ojolari. I'm so mad that he is going to be tagged as a linebacker. If he would have been an end somewhere. Which was weird because I'm pretty positive that he was coming out as a defensive lineman. So He was. The fact that he got the – linebacker tag is kind of well, it's it's, it's the kinda, von miller cleo mac thing i mean matt judon yeah, yeah. just but kills him it, really it does. does but this defense is going to be really good and josh i don't know i i don't know how you see philly beating this team twice i, I just don't 
that defense is way better than the Eagles offense and their, their offense is probably on par with how bad your defense is. So that's fine. Everybody's entitled to their own wrong opinions. Their own wrong opinions. So you just like, you see the talent on this team right here, other than Daniel Jones versus the Eagles talent they have on their team. And you're like, man, the Eagles are way better than this. I see a, a top five running back and a top 20 wide receiver. And that's it on offense. That is better than the Eagles though. I mean, not really. I'd take the, I would take our, I would take the Eagles offensive weapons over this offensive weapons. Including the offensive line, which is way better. What? You would take... Devonta Smith, yes, over Galladay, because I believe he'll be better than Galladay. And I believe I would take Sanders and our ridiculous repertoire of running backs over... uh, And then our tight ends. Over Barkley. Yeah, and then Jalen Hurts is the real kicker, because Daniel Jones is trash. Yeah, when we don't know about Jalen Hurts yet, so... Y'all anyway. sleeping on Tony, man. Hey, speaking of real quick, did, <laughs> did Reggie sleeping on Tony? They just drafted him when they didn't need him. They're sleeping on him. Did, it's not sleeping was Reggie on Raglan him. drafted in the first round. I don't remember. Dude, they I got think... like all first round freaking. <laughs> they literally just looked at a page of all the previous first round picks and they're like, all right, we need him on this defense. He was either first or second round. I can't remember. Leonard Williams was a first. Shelton was a first. Yeah. They took Ojolari in the first. Adoree Jackson was the first, I'm pretty sure. There's no then, way Green Bay drafted Blake Martinez in the first. because No, they, they would he's never good. take a defensive player in the first. Aside well, and they that. wouldn't take a good player in the first. Yeah. yeah. They got Xavier McKinney. He was in the first last year. And Jabriel Peppers was a first-round pick too, right? Yeah, for Cleveland, yeah. That's fucking crazy. That is really crazy. I'm really shocked at their, their safeties. Seeing all four of them together is just wild. Peppers yeah. love McKinney and Ryan. Like, fuck. Yeah, no, well, they. But one of them gets injured every year, so that's why they do it. We'll see what happens. I don't see this team being the worst team in this division, but we'll see. That's why the game gets played on the field, not on podcasts. So the New York Giants over under is seven, which is only a half game more than the Giants or the Philly. So that's not like that. So you're, but you're saying that the Eagles are trash and that all this, but we're literally a half game different. I think the Giants will be an over over seven. I feel confident in betting on all four of these teams because all four of these teams have the potential to go over their ridiculously low projections, but it's the NFC East. So everyone just like gives them a low projection. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset about betting the over on this. It'll all be eight and nine to be honest. Absolutely. All right, Joe, what is giant schedule? So we got Denver and then we got Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas, L.A. Rams, Carolina, Kansas City, Las Vegas, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, Miami, the Chargers, Dallas, Philadelphia, Chicago, and Washington. Now, before we dive into this, Saquon is going to have a monster God. game in Chicago. That is, that is okay, a never mind. Tough I'm, I'm switching. I'm switching. Switching to under, or not even under. Maybe it's right at seven. But good God, yeah, Saquon's going for 150 and three touchdowns, week 17. I promise you. Just to Probably. boot, boot Just the Bears out of playoff position. Because we tore his freaking ACL. He's going to f- try to kill us. That's fair. It's true. Hey, they might have already clinched uh, the the last pos- position, so they might just lose. That's yeah, true, true, too. But, man, good that is a tough night. Schedule. That is a tough schedule. Just kidding. The NFC East is always fighting for playoff position, so in reality, he'll probably be playing Week 17. Dude, I feel like every schedule I go over, every team in the league plays Kansas City. 
and Tampa. Or back. Tampa. I was about to say, yeah, it feels like all of them the play two. those two. It's weird. And they both they both play them together, too. They never play yeah. just one or the other. They play the same two. It's just very odd. But, yeah, if the Bills would have shown up on there, I would have said, man, this team's fighting for a <laughs> fighting for the top spot. But, uh, yikes. I'm not taking the over of seven anymore. I'd, their defense is good. They're probably going to win a couple games that we're going to be like, wow, they won that game. But mm, I don't like that schedule at all. I see them starting 3-0. and After watching Atlanta. Ah. <sighs> I don't, man. I don't no. either. I, no. I think I think they lose to Denver, Washington. Week Denver, two. absolutely. Washington's anyone's game, and then uh, I I believe that Atlanta beats them. Offense alone. You got New Orleans. You don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I right. think they lose it's to true. Dallas. The Rams don't have Acres anymore. The Panthers That's have not, the human trash can. That is not going to matter. That is not going to matter that Acres isn't there. The Panthers have the human trash can. They're going to get slaughtered by Kansas City. Can you just imagine Aaron Donald hitting? Aaron the, Donald's going to consume Daniel Jones all at the least field. three sacks that game. Yeah, he's going to gnaw his foot off or something. <laughs> yeah, um, I take no. the over. Wow, I'm proud of you, Joe. You're really going against the grain on that one, and it's woof. Okay, so let's go to DC real quick. Got the Washington football team who needs to come up with a name, even though more people I talk to say that they just need to keep the football team. And yeah, no. it's so annoying. It's this isn't this isn't soccer. You can't be the football or the the football club. Can we whatever. talk about can we talk about St. Louis's football team? Like that's literally what it's called. I was I was upset that we didn't come up with like a team name. I know that that's a football. It's soccer the city, thing. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, St. Louis City. Well, yeah, no, it's it's no, isn't it? I thought it was St. Louis FC, right? No, no, it's the city. I don't know. Regardless, it's stupid. Come up with a team name. All right, the Vipers or something. Dude, I don't know. Fuck, fuck yeah, dude. Be dude, the, the Seattle's hockey team name. The, the Kraken. Kraken is the, the Kraken best is the, thing the ever. best fucking name. Right? <laughs> Why couldn't we have the fucking Kraken? I know I mean, we're not by the Kraken. ocean, but we have the, the city river the and there's sharks in there and stuff. So, so yeah, but. Yeah, Washington's coming off winning the division. They kind of backed their way into it. So they did. The Eagles decided to do one of the most coward moves I've ever seen in football. That last was going to shit. Devonta Smith, bro. That it did not matter either way for them. But fine. Um, Let's just start with the, the wide receivers on this team. They got scary Terry McLaurin. And Curtis Samuel, who Joe is pumped as hell about. I love it. Good old uh, Gandy Golden. Yeah, Antonio Gandy Golden and Deami Brown. All of those guys, I have see, I see potential really good upside because I think a lot of people think they still have a sucky quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick is wild as hell, bro. He throws the ball. He doesn't care if it's going to another play, team or not. Like he so, he could drop five hundred yards just out of nowhere. I agree with that. I love Fitzpatrick, and I love that he has the chance here. I also love that they have Kyle Allen and Tyler Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. Heineke, I understand XFL, whatever, fucking, you know, not that great. I mean, he has had his days or whatever. He looked, he looked great in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That, that playoff game he played was fucking phenomenal. Lights out. Give the man a shot. Not to, not to usurp Fitzpatrick, but give him a shot to, like, play in the preseason, see what he can do. Yeah. Just to know what you got as your backup. Um, and then having Kyle Allen back there as well. I mean, they're they're they've had quarterback injuries the last few years. They're ready for it this year. And I think that's why Fitzpatrick's there. 
I'm, I'm proud of them for standing tough. They didn't go for a quarterback in the draft, which they easily could have gotten. Well, maybe because they wouldn't have made it to Mac Jones, right? So, no, yeah, they would not um, have gotten a quarterback easily in the draft. Just kidding. So, yeah. so running back wise, real quick, I want to talk about because I love me some Antonio Gibson. Grabbed him in the third round of a dynasty league last year and tried to get him in redraft, and nobody would fucking trade him to me. Um, love Antonio Gibson. I think that man is going to be a monster this year. I still think he's severely undervalued. He was right there. He was going behind Cam Akers, which personally I think was a mistake. Um, also, um, unpopular opinion, J.D. McKissick put on some weight, and uh, he's ready to carry the rock, too. He doesn't want to be that pass catching back. I saw some news coming out with him. He put on some weight. He wants to be that second guy. Like He wants to be that official second guy. But Lamar Miller and Peyton Barber, I wouldn't say Peyton Barber's chopping at the bits anymore, uh, but Lamar Miller and Peyton Barber behind him, they're – I mean, they're, he, he wants to – Patterson's coming in, man. And Jared Patterson. I mean, there's rookies. I mean, I think J.D. McKissick had eight touchdowns in a game for a guy that's five, five, eight, five, six, whatever he is. Oh, dude. No, Jared Patterson's a stud. I'm getting you all into college football this year, by the way. That's not true. thousand percent. At least Joe. Joe, you got my back. Yeah, we're going to do a college football podcast, and you're going to teach me all about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to do one episode, right? Well, me and Joe are going to do our own thing. Oh, okay. Cut, <laughs> cut, cut you out. <laughs> Pretty sure no one's gonna listen to that. Everybody loves me. <laughs> oh, well, it's more to test the waters of our viewership, man. <laughs> yeah, it's if, exactly. It. If we get zero listens, we're gonna be like, "Damn, Josh is the star," you know. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, anyway, back to the wide receivers. Terry McLaurin is the fucking man. Um, I think everybody knows this at this point, and I yep. love his. I love his value right now. I'm not gonna lie. Late, late third, early fourth. Perfect value for him. Perfect value for him. You're getting a bona fide wide receiver one at in the fourth round, almost. Devontae Parker went for a thousand yards last season for the for the Dolphins, and a lot of that was due to Fitzmagic. So, scary Terry man. I like McLaurin's chances, and Curtis Samuel coming in is also. Very helpful. It's exactly what Terry McLaurin needed. He needed another face on that team to take the ball, take the all of the attention away from him and onto them just for a couple plays, just so he can get open for one or two times a game. Dude, Curtis Samuel is going to have defenses so scared up the middle that Terry mm-hmm. McLaurin is going to feast. That's exactly and I'm really right. excited to see if Calvin Harmon makes this team. He's been injured the last two years, but I he's a big guy. He's fast. I think he uh I think he could put some noise up if he gets in there. One person we haven't discussed at all on this offense, uh Logan Thompson Thomas. Uh, currently tied in ten. Currently PPR tied in 10, monster. Which is just wild that he's the tenth tight end. I actually I I probably would have if we did our rankings prior to this conversation or just in general i'd probably have him at like eight or nine probably mm-hmm. but he'll, he'll climb he'll climb he looked great last year and he was just catching balls but that was also attributed to the fact that there really wasn't a second pass catcher on that team so i mean yeah, that, i think you got to nerf him a little bit but at the same time i think uh i think you got to look at him and realize that he's actually a good tight end dude riverboat ron loves the tight end though i mean he made greg olson one of the best of all time Greg Olson was one of the best of all time. Just because the Bears passed up on him doesn't mean he wasn't good. No, I mean, he definitely did. But Ron Sorry, made damn better. sure that he got the ball a ton. So I think Logan Thomas is just kind of stepping into that role. Good. I agree as well. Let's move on to this defense real quick, who's got some Sick. crazy fuckers on this team. 
I mean, let's just start at the top. Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Easily two of your top, uh, probably top five defensive linemen, right? I mean, defensive yeah. ends. Well, I, I, if you're going to, if you play in a league that has them, I think the, you get either one of those guys, you're going to be very comfortable having those two, either one of those as your starter on your team. Um, and then once you get into the linebackers, I know they just drafted Jamin Davis and everyone's excited about him, but mm-hmm. Cole, Cole Holcomb uh, actually has been phenomenal the last two years and very unnoticed under the radar. Um, 72 tackles last year, which wasn't as good. I think he had dealt with some injuries as well, but had 100 tackles his rookie year. I I love the dude. Got him on my dynasty team. I absolutely say go grab him because he might not even be on a team or draft him an IDP. I'm sure Jamin Davis will be good, but at the same time, rookie linebackers don't just come in and get 100 tackles usually, but Cole Holcomb did. so. Mm-hmm. And Jamin Davis should be good as well, so there's not – shouldn't – you know, don't draft him as your starting linebacker, but as your second linebacker, not a bad, not a bad choice. And then if we just want to touch on the safeties real quick, you've got two really good ones, Cameron Curl and Landon Collins, both easily usable, easily your starters on your, in your secondary for your IDP teams. There's just, there's just good heavy hitters all over this defense. As far as if you're drafting an IDP team, just, put Washington up and just pick and choose who you can because they're all usable. William Jackson has a way of getting a ton of interceptions. So if you have Mm -hmm. a quarterback spot, I think that was a great addition for them. They really needed to do that. I agree a hundred percent. This this defense Hunter leagues, trust way always, (laughs) always leads boomer sooner. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what's the over under? The over under for Washington's eight point five. Damn, they went high on them. They did. I kind of feel bad for them because number two, I I would I like them at ten wins, but that's just me. So we'll, we see got, uh, we'll see who we'll see who they play. I just like their defense so much. Their defense is sexy. Let's see what we got here. Oh, I clicked Jack, on the wrong button here. Jack Del Rio coaching them. Oh, we got the L.A. Chargers, New York Giants, Buffalo Bills, Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans, Kansas City, Green Bay, Denver, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Seattle, Las Vegas, Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly, New York Giants. (laughs) Dallas, Philly, Dallas. What's that? Okay, so we just talked about this. Why is it always Tampa Bay? Why is it always Kansas City? And they, these and they play Buffalo. And they sprinkled Green Bay in there, too. Yeah, and they put Green Bay in there, too. Dude. And the Chargers. Well, I got I to eight, like and I, I that's all I felt comfortable with. So I, I had thunder for me. I had seven immediately. I think they could be, but that's that's a high uh that's a high projection for them. They're gonna they're gonna win one of those games that you think that they shouldn't like they're going to beat like Buffalo or Kansas it's city or magic, somebody dude. like they're going to beat one of those teams in there. Cause they got a decent quarterback. Like I think Fitz magic is a very good value this year. Right? Like absolutely. Could, he, he, you don't draft him as your starter, but you draft him as your second quarterback that could easily become your, your top quarterback because I'd be fine with him being my starter. I feel like that, Joe. This seems this has you written all over it with Fitzpatrick. By the way, this just seems like you're going to draft him stupid late, and we're all going to be like, "How the fuck did Joe get Ryan Fitzpatrick in the 13th round or whatever the fuck?" 
15th round. My only problem with this team is they are one injury away from being obsolete on both sides of the football. Hmm. You think the defense is? I'm not. I don't want. If to you lose like Chase Young, you could still get away with having not a good really. defense. Not really, though. I mean, Jonathan you think Allen kills a whole defense. I do. I do because that pass rushing disrupts it. So Chase Young going down would hurt everything. I didn't want to. I put just think if you have two top there. five defensive ends on your team, go, losing one of them can't kill the entire defense. I mean, would wouldn't Jonathan Allen split outside and Iadonis get in the middle? That's what and I would then, do if I was them. Yeah. I also would have brought back Ryan Kerrigan, but that's just me personally. Yeah, I'm surprised they got rid of him. I just, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying anything have. bad about this team. I think they have a phenomenal defense. I don't think they're the best defense by any means, but they're definitely one of the top ten defenses. And then their offense has potential, but I just, I, I don't know. Like, if I don't want to talk about them because I don't want to talk about injuries, but I'm just saying, I feel like one one injury could ruin this team like on either side of the football team that's the problem with them is some of these teams like the tampa bay buccaneers obviously are completely different breed but like they could lose one guy and still be a fucking elite team you know what i mean yeah i think like mclaurin is phenomenal but like without him that team would just be okay you know i just i don't know i don't know i don't know if i agree with that yet We'll okay, see. I, and I'm not. I don't want it to happen. I'm because like not rooting you got, I mean, not that he's good, but like Adam Humphreys is, is hanging around, and just like we've hoped for Gandy Golden to be good. I don't know. I just I, I like to just see it. I'd like to see it with a good quarterback because Alex Smith. Was I'm like excited fun or about whatever. This team. But... I've always liked Washington. I actually that's the one team I'm not like. I don't even consider my rival because I've always liked their team. Yeah. So we'll so. see. We're hopeful. All right, that wraps up the NFC. So let's quickly get to some closing points. We're running a little long, but we can well whatever. We we everybody knew the NFC East podcast was going to run long, so there's no nothing hidden there. So does anybody have any closing points? Because I got a story time for mine. I'm I want to start here. I'm uh I'm really glad that Josh gave you guys those golf picks last week because it made him look really bad. And you know, <laughs> I just, every time I give you guys picks, they're awesome. And uh, when Josh gives them to you, man, they're just they're just horrible. No, in all seriousness, I was on vacation. I was at uh, I've always found the open very difficult to predict. Uh, but uh, yeah, I threw those together. And if you guys entered some 50-50s, you probably won some money. But uh, it was it was not a good. This actually will lead in perfectly to my one. closing point. By the way, <laughs> that's so, all I got. So I was going to get off the podcast last week and get into my DraftKings to just do like for the show, just to see how we would do if we had that lineup put in. Well, this led to a fucking nightmare. So I tried to get into my DraftKings. I hadn't been in it in five years, which I did not realize until I tried to get in. I thought I had been into it recently, but I had not. The email attached to the account was my student email. So I emailed them to get my email changed and they were like, well, we can't change it because like, we need to verify your social security number, your driver's license, your address, all this. So I enter all that information in, take a picture of my driver's license and send it to them. They like switch the email on the account. I go to use the account and it's suspended. So I email <laughs> them back and I'm like, hey, what, what's going on? And they were like, well, we cannot verify your information. So we need you to send us a picture of you holding up the ID next to your face (laughs) and we can verify that it's you in the photo. Is this a fucking hostage negotiation? What are we, what is that? 
I, I'm not no. I, I so I, I didn't email him back. I just said I, all I my last email to them before I before he sent me that back was like I probably am just gonna end up at FanDuel because this is a nightmare. And lo and behold, that's what he sends back to have me hold up a my driver's license next to my face and send him a picture of it. And I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I, that I, sounds no. sketchy. It sounds it like sounds you're gonna be like, so the next sketchy. email would be like, now take your pants off. Exactly. That's why does it sound like, where why does it sound we like you're going to be sold into sex trafficking? And that's Send me a picture of your feet. Because they already have like the last four of my social, which is already like, okay, I, you know, I hate sending that shit out over like, this kind of a thing it was on their verified site so it wasn't like the email but still it's like you already have that you already have like all this how would i have all this information if it's not me but like uh so i lo and behold DraftKings is is just not me and DraftKings aren't getting along right now Um, i'm glad you didn't enter that lineup i can't terminate my account either which i found out because um they have to verify that that information with me so if, if I try to if I try to sign up for a new account, it just suspends that one because it thinks I'm trying to like I'm like a somebody trying to make an account under my name, even though it's me. It's just it's a whole thing. Did you did you try sending a picture of your asshole so they could verify it? You see, the problem with that is I thought they would like send that to the police or something because I I considered doing something like really weird. <laughs> Here's my ID. But exactly, <laughs> I considered doing something real strange like that. But I was like, man, if they send this to the police, how am I going to explain this to my parents and my <laughs> wife? And I got answer. mad, sent a picture of my yeah, asshole. like that you sent a picture the cops of what? I've heard that a million times, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's fine as long as you have the right right lighting going on. It's fine, you know, as exactly. long as it's flattering. Um, I'm gonna, as long as it's not offensive, you know, artful. I'm gonna close mine up about news. So we all live in the fake news era. Um, we all deal with uh, dealing with stupid news, and now that. No offense to Matthew Barry, but Matthew Barry's back. His conversations are going to start coming up. He's going to start propping up your players, and he's going to start a person that you've been high on this entire time and nobody's even thought about. He's going to talk about him, and you're going to get really fucking mad. He's Don't talk about his third graders' bar mitzvah or something. Oh, or yeah, absolutely. Barbecue that's, and that's tell a story based on that. That's definitely coming. But regardless, so there are news stories, and there are your thoughts on a player. Do not let the news stories delegate your thoughts on a player because you saw San Francisco signed Fred Warner's extension, and he's going to have a high-paid offense, and he's going to be the best, blah, 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 blah. Don't listen to the news. Think about the news. Read the news. Like, go see what they're saying. I mean, obviously, but, like, develop your own opinions you know what i mean like develop your own opinions like just because i'm telling you the eagles are going to be good don't believe me because i'm telling you although i am right because people just assume the I'm news no, no, but, but honestly the news is telling you that the eagles are bad that's why people most people think the eagles <clears throat> are bad the eagles historically have been phenomenal but in general the the recency bias and the news have been saying the eagles are going to be this rank of this team the eagles are going to be at this spot so in in all in all seriousness, like make your own opinions up. Be your own fucking person. Listen to your own thoughts. Don't like take everything that people say with a grain of salt. But like like and, and definitely listen to it because I mean if there's news about Antonio Gibson, I want to know about it. But if it's Antonio Gibson's going to be the number one running back, I mean I'm not going to just believe that on a whim because Matthew Berry said that. And also he's a Redskins or Washington football team fan. So I'm just saying, just make up your own mind on players, make up your own. uh, Like you can obviously use these as tools, but don't, don't sit here and think that because Keenan Allen is the 26th person off the board, that he has to be the 26th person off the board. Right. hundred percent. 
Okay, well, follow our Twitter at Offensive Points. Follow all of our socials at Umbre Vendor, at OP Econ- Economist, at Josh Hall, STL with one H. And we are going to be on vacation next week. We will have an episode that we're going to drop, but it will not be a full length episode. It will just be a betting podcast that we've been meaning to put out for a minute. And we will see you in two weeks where we will finally wrap up our division previews. Aaron Rodgers, please make your, up your fucking mind by then. And Joe, get us out of here. All right, guys, we live in crazy times. We got billionaires shooting themselves into space, inside of space dicks. So go out, live your life, and we will talk to you soon.